Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is afraid to talk about. The Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. This is episode 169 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Why are our politicians taking a Hollywood actor seriously on, on gun control? Details coming up. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Matthew McConaughey is worth $160 million. He has armed security. But it sounds like he wants you not to be able to protect yourself with arms. Now, he was at the White House yesterday and gave an impassioned speech, took no questions from the press. But he was very upset, as are we all, about the children and teachers who were murdered recently in the town he was born and raised in, Uvalde, Texas. But his anger seemed to be directed not so much at the murderer as at people who disagree with him politically. Now let's uh, let's take a look at that. He spoke for about 20 minutes. I'm going to deal with uh, about a third of it because... He started off talking about different murder victims from that school in Uvalde, Texas, and what their dreams, goals, hopes, aspirations were. And it's heartbreaking that their lives were cut short. But the point of his talk, I believe, was to stigmatize, to excoriate people who disagree with him politically. The implication was that if you don't agree with me, a wealthy Hollywood actor, about what needs to be done, then you're evil, you're awful. So, let's take a look at some of what he said yesterday, which apparently and unfortunately is being taken very seriously, in Hollywood. And remember, he's saying this in the White House. Under the auspices of the Biden administration, the guy who has no problem with making sure that more and more Americans are killed by fentanyl by having our southern border wide open. The guy who had no problem with leading, leaving who knows 
how many thousands of American citizens and legal American residents behind in Afghanistan to the tender mercies of the Taliban. The guy who has no problem with the idea of aborting babies right up to the time of birth. But McConaughey is a Democrat who has flirted with the idea of running for office. So he doesn't seem to have a problem with the deaths that Joe Biden doesn't have a problem with. Just just for context. Just for context. All right, here's some of uh, Matthew McConaughey from Tuesday at the White House. We heard from so many people, right? Families of the deceased, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, Texas Rangers, hunters, Border Patrol, and responsible gun owners who won't give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. You know- Whoa, wait a minute. Because I got a clip from him from four years ago, and he, that's exactly what he wants them to do. Give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. See, none of the news media is going to play you the clip from 2018, but I will here in a moment. Hang on. So they all said, we want secure and safe schools, and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. Secure and safe schools. But see, Biden doesn't want secure and safe schools. His press secretaries made it clear they don't want the schools hardened. They don't want the kind of security at schools that we have in courthouses. And what laws would make it more difficult for the bad guys to get these guns? For that matter, how does a high school dropout working part-time at Wendy's in Uvalde, Texas, afford to buy all the munitions that he bought? Hmm? What law, Matthew McConaughey, would make it harder for the bad guys to get the guns. What law? He never gets around to that. So, we know it's on the table. It's on the table. I know it's on the table. Red flag laws, which will be abused by the government against uh, their political opponents. That's what's on the table. What's on the table is not allowing 20-year-olds who are out on their own to be able to protect and defend themselves. That's what's on the table. Yeah, we know it's on the table. All right, Matthew. We need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. Biden doesn't want safer schools. But he's allowing you to speak in the White House. What does that tell you? We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. Restrain sensationalized media coverage. First Amendment? Hmm? We need to restore our family values. Now, Matthew, what are Democrat family values? The family value of if mama feels like it, you can abort a baby at almost nine months. A Democrat talk about family values. That's amazing. We need to restore our American values. American values. 
like having a wide-open southern border, letting all the fentanyl come in, abortion, that kind of American value? Restore our American values. Amazing. He is an actor. And we need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. What would that be, Matthew? Responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. You've already got background checks, Matthew, but you know that. But you know that. What kind of background check is going to keep somebody who's a ticking time bomb who's never broken the law before from buying a gun, Matthew? We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle. So 20-year-olds can't protect and defend themselves in their own homes, including 20-year-old members of the military. Ridiculous. But he gets to play another part. 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. Waiting period. So a woman whose ex is threatening to kill her can't get a gun right now. She's got to wait for him to kill her. Matthew, what part of your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed do you not get? Red flag laws. Red flag laws. Unfreaking believable. Yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, that Washburn guy lives next door. He's a conservative, man. I don't know about him, man. I want to take his guns. These are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations. No, they're not. They're regulations designed to punish law-abiding gun owners for what the bad guys do. To our nation, states, communities, schools, and homes. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. Sound like Second Amendment's being abused and hijacked by a deranged uh, Hollywood actor. These regulations are not a step back. They're a step forward. For a... Yeah, to turn us into uh, Mexico. There's, there's no private, owner, private ownership of handguns, long guns, anything uh, uh, allowed in Mexico. The peaceful paradise, right? Where the cartels are in charge. Civil society and and the Second Amendment. You're trying to gut the Second Amendment, sir. Shall not be infringed. Learn it, love it, live it. Look, is this cure-all? Hell no. The people are hurting. Families are. Parents are. And look, it's, it's, it's as divided as our country is. This gun responsibility issue is one that we agree on more than we don't. We do not agree on you infringing our right to keep and bear arms. We don't. It really is. But this should be a, a nonpartisan issue. 
you're trying to disarm peaceful gun owners. That's not nonpartisan, Matthew. This should not be a partisan issue. There is not a Democratic or Republican value in one single act of these shooters. Well, sure there is, Matthew. Democrat Party is a party of abortion, son. The party of death. Party of might makes right. It's not. But people in power have failed to act. So we're asking you. And I'm asking you, will you please ask yourselves. Can both sides rise above? Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem on our hands? Yeah, we do. Outlaw gun-free zones, Matthew. That's it. Outlaw gun-free zones. Almost all mass shootings happen in gun-free zones, Matthew. That's something you'll never mention. The bill that Joe Biden as a senator got passed in 1990. Federal bill making public schools gun-free zones. How many hundreds of lives, bloods, the blood of those lives, those innocent people killed at those schools are on Joe Biden's hands. But you'll never mention that, will you, Matthew? No. Teachers and coaches and principals and administrators and janitors should be allowed to carry on campus to protect the children from these deranged maniacs. But you don't like that idea, do you, Matthew? This is a partisan political issue. So we got a chance right now to reach for and to grasp a higher ground above our political affiliations. A chance to make a choice that does more than protect your party. A chance to make a choice that protects our country now and for the next generation. Blah, blah, blah. We've got to take a sober, humble, and honest look in the mirror and rebrand ourselves based on what we truly value. What we truly value. Not human life. If you truly value human life, you would be a Democrat, son. We got to get some real courage and honor our immortal obligations instead of our party affiliations. Enough with the counterpunching. I'll counterpunch you all day, bro. Pack a lunch. Enough of the invalidation of the other side. You are invalidated, Matthew. You made a choice to throw in with the party of abortion, the party of open borders, the party of leaving Americans in Afghanistan, the party of Benghazi, the party of the Clinton death list. Let me keep going. Let's come to the common table that represents the American people. Find a middle, middle ground. The place where most of us Americans live anyway. There's no middle ground between freedom and slavery, son. You don't have a clue. Especially on this issue. Because I promise you, uh, America, you and me, we are not as divided as we are being told we are. Yeah, we are. 
You better believe we are, son. Your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. No. How about we get inspired? Oh, you little diatribe. You're inspiring me, man. Molan Lave, come and take them. Give ourselves just cause to revere our future again. Maybe set an example for our children. Give us reason to tell them, hey, listen and watch these, these, these men and women. These are great American leaders right here. Hope you grow up to be like them. Hope you don't grow up to be a Democrat. And let's admit it. We can't truly be leaders if we're only living for re-election. Let's be knowledgeable and wise and act on what we truly believe. Knowledgeable and wise? You just said we need background checks. You cannot go into a gun store in the United States of America and purchase a gun without a background check. And you tell us we need to be knowledgeable and wise? Come on, man. Again, we got to look in the mirror, lead with humility, and acknowledge the values that are inherent to, but also above, politics. What values are inherent to, but above, politics, and how can it be both? Lead with the values that are inherent to politics, but above politics. What does that mean? Who wrote this garbage for this knucklehead? We've got to make choices, make stands, embrace new ideas, and preserve the traditions that can create true, true progress for the next generation. With real leadership, let's start giving us, all of us, with real leadership, let's start giving all of us good reason to believe that the American dream is not an illusion. With $10 gallon gas... You're not going to talk about that, are you? We're on our way. We're halfway there. You're speaking in the White House, the place where Biden and his handlers are trying to destroy the American dream, and you're talking about it not being just an illusion. Could you be any more out of touch with your $160 million self? So where do we start? We start by making the right choices on the issue that is in front of us today. We start by making laws that save innocent lives and don't infringe on our Second Amendment rights. Okay, outlaw gun-free zones. There you go. That's what you need. But you'll never admit that, will you, Matthew? We start right now by voting to pass policies that can keep us from having as many Columbines, Sandy Hooks, Parklands, Las Vegas's, Buffaloes, and Uvaldes from here on. All of which happened after Biden's gun-free school zone bill passed. By the way, Vegas. What uh, what caused the shooting in Vegas, Matthew? What uh, what did the feds decide was the problem there, the motive for the killer or killers? What, 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 was, what was that about, Matthew? I, I, I don't see you calling the feds to account for that. We start 
by giving Alicia a chance to be spoiled by her dad. I wish she had that chance, sir, but she's one of the murder victims. I start by giving Mate a, a chance to become a marine biologist. I wish she still had that chance, Matthew, but she was one of the murder victims. I start by giving Ellie a chance to read her Bible verse at the Wednesday night service. I wish she had that chance, Matthew, but she was one of the murder victims. We start by giving Irma and Joe a chance to finish painting their house. I wish they had that chance, Matthew. They were... Irma was a teacher, one of the murder victims, and Joe, her husband, died of a heart attack a couple of days later. Maybe retire, get that food truck. Gumfrey Zones, Matthew. I wish Irma had been packing that day. Does he say anything at all about how long the cops waited outside while the murderer was murdering children. Nope. Not a word. We start by giving McKenna, Layla, Miranda, Nevea, Jose, Javier, Tesro, Helio, Eliana, Annabelle, Jackie, Azuya, JC, Jayla, Ava, Amory, and Lexi. We start by giving all of them our promise that their dreams are not going to be forgotten. Again. The implication is that if you do not agree politically with this Democrat, with this pro-abortion Democrat, then you dishonor the memories of the murdered. I reject that, Matthew. We start by making the loss of these lives matter. The loss of these lives matter, but you're not interested in what could be done to save more lives. You're not interested. And that's not on people who disagree with you, Matthew. That's on you. Now, 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 let me share with you. I want to share with you what he said just four short years ago. He does want to take away your guns. And that's coming up, plus the the latest on the uh, arrest of the man who says he intended to try to murder a Supreme Court justice. So there's a lot. On the Doc Washburn Show today, we're so thankful to our advertisers for making it possible for us to do what we do here. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including... Your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. 
You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions... You need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button. You book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood... He focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? 
No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Thanks so much to our advertisers, Jonathan Presswood and Edward Jones. Art Wilborn at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com and Mitch Ward, RedRiverYourWay.com. Appreciate you guys for allowing us to do what we do here every day. So, Matthew McConaughey just gave an impassioned speech. Trying to preempt any potential political disagreement with what he wants done. Right? Trying to position his political positions as above politics, above the fray. You have a problem with what he wants done about violence in our country, then the problem is that you're being political. But he's not. Because he's an impassioned Hollywood actor. He says we need background checks. He says we're not going to infringe on the Second Amendment. He says responsible gun owners are to be applauded. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did he say four years ago? Something like this. Now, again, I stated in the March for Our Lives mission statement, how do we do this? They've got three hallmarks here. The mission statement of March for Our Lives. Okay. He's speaking at a gun grabber event. One, let's ban the assault weapons for civilians. Ban assault weapons, huh? What are assault weapons, Matthew? Why weren't you talking about that yesterday? And to my friends out there that are responsible owners of these recreational or these assault weapons that they use for recreation, please, man, let us take one for the team here and set it down. He wants you unarmed and defenseless. This guy who goes everywhere with armed security himself. Number two. Let's restrict the capacity on the magazines. I mean, look here. In the state of Texas. Restrict the capacity on magazines, huh? Yeah, tell me all about the state of Texas, Matthew. We have a three-shell limit to hunt migratory birds. Do the math. You get my point. The third one. 
Let's better regulate the background checks that are already in place. Better regulate background checks that are already in place? Yesterday at the White House, she said we need background checks. But, but now you're saying better regulate the background checks that are already in place. What would that look like, Matthew? How is it that you knew we had background checks four years ago, but yesterday you thought we don't? Huh. What kind of loopholes, Matthew? The three main stipulations, and for those three, I can say it. You can say it with me. All right, all right. He's just having fun with people. All right, all right, all right. He's just trying to get people worked up. That's all. That's all. Now, we got a response. I think it's a good response. A guy named Adam Mill over at American Greatness. Um, Adam Mill's a pen name. He's an adjunct fellow of the Center for American Greatness and works in Kansas City as an attorney specializing in labor and employment and public administration law. And he's got a little blurb here at American Greatness today entitled, Because the AR-15 Can Deter a Mob. He said, I felt my stomach drop. My barber had just reported to me the news that a Kansas City police officer had shot and killed a pregnant black woman was unarmed and in handcuffs following a routine traffic stop. I whispered in my shocked response, that's murder. Immediately, my mind flashed back to scenes from Kenosha, Wisconsin, during which terrified residents put up signs supporting Black Lives Matter to plead for safety from the mob of arsonists. Would Kansas City soon descend into a similar chaos? As I listened to the barber's account, I also caught the 5 o'clock news on television. Could there have been two different police shootings? No. The case was just so badly distorted through misinformation that it was hard to recognize. To begin with, it turned out that before the shooting, Loena Hale came to the attention of police as a passenger riding in a recently carjacked vehicle. It was not a routine—pardon me—it was not a routine traffic stop, as the rumor suggested. Oh. Police produced a video, still of Ms. Hale holding a pistol. She was not unarmed, as the rumor maintained. Law enforcement claimed she turned to take aim at police before they fired at her. She was not in handcuffs when they fired, as the rumor held. 
She survived the incident in contradiction of the rumor and was later released on bail. Oh, and it turns out she was not pregnant. Now, like the false rumors surrounding the incident that touched off the Kenosha, Wisconsin riots, almost everything in the original rumor was carefully fabricated to incite the maximum rage in those who heard it. This wasn't simple or innocent miscommunication. Every altered detail made the fiction more provocative, and activists seeking to raise money in response to the shooting continued to broadcast uncensored falsehoods on social media. In Kenosha, Wisconsin, rumors were promulgated holding that police shot and killed an unarmed black man in front of his children. In fact, Jacob Blake was shot four times in the back, three times in the side, as he brandished a curved blade knife while attempting to kidnap his children in a vehicle he was attempting to steal from his ex-girlfriend, LaQuisha Booker, whom he had allegedly sexually assaulted just three months before. Thankfully, the mayor of Kansas City and the prosecutor acted courageously and quickly to credibly dispel the outrageous rumors about the shooting. Both Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker and Mayor Quentin Lucas deserve recognition and commendation for courage. Both are Democrats, by the way. Republicans can only envy their civic courage. Most cities are not blessed, are not as blessed by such conscientious leadership, no matter which party dominates. We know from our experience in 2020 that legacy and social media will happily spread any rumor, no matter how vile, to stir up more unrest and division or ideally another riot. In spite of all the pious proclamations from our tech overlords about their concern for our safety, we all know that's garbage. Social media failed to flag or react in a timely way to warnings on their platforms. Posted about both the Buffalo and the recent Uvalde, Texas shootings. But now to the point. This is not a piece about dealing with misinformation. Official efforts to combat to combat so-called misinformation are laughably political and partisan. This is about gun control. Why do Americans need AR-15s with a high-capacity magazine? Because too often, mobs inflamed by planted rumors are allowed or even encouraged to rampage through American communities. Ask Kyle Rittenhouse. The AR-15 is a jury, um, the AR-15 is a jury-approved tool of self-defense against a mob of attackers. Mobs like these don't materialize in a vacuum. Tyrants, dating back to the times of the Romans, have employed mobs to influence politics. Mussolini, Mao Zedong, Adolf Hitler, the Ayatollah, the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei of Iran all developed an on-and-off switch for their street goons, and no, is no different when the mob is inflamed by social justice concerns. Every mob since before the Romans 
claims to be fighting for justice of some kind. Recall that Kamala Harris, rather conspicuously, pledged to stand by Kenosha, Wisconsin rioters and helped raise money for Minneapolis rioters who burned down an entire police facility. Joe Biden himself excused the Kenosha riots on the grounds of, quote, the original sin in this country, slavery, and all the vestiges of it, unquote. One should not hold one's breath for help from the Biden administration if one city descends into chaos. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, remember them? And Kyle Rittenhouse have demonstrated the AR-15 with a conspicuous high-capacity magazine is the appropriate tool to deter a mob, in the case of the McCloskeys, and may be wielded as a legitimate instrument of self-defense in the case of Rittenhouse. And as I pointed out in 2020, Americans can also see that powerful rifles are turning up in the possession of violent rioters and looters in this video, which he links to. One can clearly see Raz Simone, then a noted leader within Seattle's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, handing out an expensive, tricked-out AR-15 to a complete to a complete stranger. Simone somehow went from an Airbnb host to a Tesla-driving Arsenal-distributing mogul in the space of just a few weeks. As shown in another video, a militant's left-wing militia group called NFAC staged an armed protest in Kentucky during which an accidental discharge wounded three people. Now, unfortunately, we live at a time when social and legacy media help agitators spread lies to incite mob violence. And for a variety of reasons, one may not be able to count on law enforcement to engage a violent threat. Once the threat materializes, it's possible that the police will maintain a perimeter while waiting for equipment and backup while people continue to die. You know what I'm saying? Like they did in Parkland, Florida, and Uvalde, Texas. Jurisdictions governed by the left have been particularly brazen about selective protection based on politics. The University of California recently was forced to settle a lawsuit charging that UC Berkeley withheld security and protection from conservative speakers. Americans deserve the chance to protect themselves from rampaging mobs and, God forbid, the government itself if tyranny arises. And they should not take for granted that their Republican representatives will stand firm to protect these rights. Oh, no. No, definitely not. Definitely not. As Texas Senator John Cornyn is tapped to lead Republicans for gun control negotiations. Things are different now. Gun confiscators are willing to weather the backlash of moderate gun owners to achieve their greater objectives. Indeed, the hopeless condition of their midterm prospects leaves them with little to lose. It's in the air. The NRA is bankrupt and compromised. Oh, compromised, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the NRA, which supports red flag laws. 
that are anti-Second Amendment. Anti-gun forces, not all of them Democrats, control Congress and the White House. And before you count on the Supreme Court, remember the mob now knows where each of the conservative justices live. The Second Amendment has never been in greater peril. That is Adam Mill over in American Greatness, the article entitled, Because the AR-15 Can Deter a Mob. Can deter a mob. Yeah, that's uh, that's why we need it. That's absolutely positively why we need it. And that's why they don't want us to have it. Another article over at American Greatness, a shorter one by Gavin Wax, the biggest threat to the Second Amendment, rhinos. He says Americans witnessed an unspeakable tragedy recently. In Uvalde, Texas, a small town barely an hour from the U.S.-Mexico border, 19 school children and two teachers were executed by a madman. While most of us will never fully understand the pain and suffering of the victims, their families, and the people of the town of Uvalde, they deserve our prayers and support in what should be a moment of national unity. But instead, as if by clockwork, Radical anti-gun Democrats and rhino Republicans immediately began exploiting the deaths of these children and the pain felt by their families for cynical political gain. Their goal? To punish you and me for the work of a lunatic by eliminating our Second Amendment and confiscating our guns. Usually it's the typical cast of characters who attempt to strip Americans of our constitutional rights. Democrats like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. But this time, instead of standing firm against the slimy hands of Washington's most politically shameless, unprincipled Republicans are also rallying to support a new national gun control regime with the potential for a renewed federal assault weapons ban, more unconstitutional background checks, and a national red flag law. Among the worst of these rhinos is U.S. Representative Chris Smith, New Jersey. Smith is so radically anti-Second Amendment, he has co-sponsored legislation with Representatives Adam Schiff, California, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortex, New York, to limit gun ownership among law-abiding Americans. Smith's disdain for the Second Amendment is so pronounced. He's earned failing grades from the NRA and is endorsed by major gun control packs. Okay? But this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone familiar with Smith, whose 42-year congressional career is awash in anti-conservative, anti-America first, pro-rhino republicanism. Congressman Smith has repeatedly voted to restrict our Second Amendment rights, supports amnesty, and DACA voted yes for critical race theory, supported a federal vaccine database, and voted with Liz Cheney and Nancy Pelosi to certify the 2020 election advance and advance the partisan January 6th commission. For a supposed Republican, that record is a disaster following Chris Smith's infamous vote last year to pass Biden's Green New Deal 
non-infrastructure bill, President Trump himself called for a primary challenger to remove Chris Smith from office. He said, you will have my backing. Since then, the hammer has come down hard on Smith, who's fighting for his political life as he faces his first formidable primary challenger in decades in America vs. Republican Mike Crispy. Smith's flailing popularity was on display recently as he met an icy reception along the Memorial Day parade route in Howell, New Jersey, a key Republican stronghold in the district. Meanwhile, Congressman Smith's approval ratings are in the tank. The Crispy campaign says their new internal polling shows Crispy surging into the lead in the wake of endorsements by Wendy Rogers, Kerry Lake, Rudy Giuliani, and Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. On his recent radio show, Giuliani described Chris Smith as a traitor to his party and an ultra-rhino. But it's been radio silence from Trump, who has yet to give his backing with the primary only a week away. So this was, this was, I guess, a, about a week before the primary yesterday. Huh. Because the New Jersey primary was yesterday. Let's see what happens, shall we? Mike Crispy on Twitter says, when Chris Smith won last night, he was downright vicious in his remarks. I quote, he should never run for office again or even get the New Jersey Republican organization's support if he does, unquote. Disgraceful and small, he knows we surged down the stretch and his comments were made out of fear. Well, it's a shame that the uh, that the rhino won, but it's not a surprise, huh? Not a surprise. Raises the question, how is it that President Trump, a man who bucked the Washington establishment against all odds to win the hearts and minds of hundreds of millions of Americans and return our country to a path of greatness and prosperity is paralyzed in one of the clearest primaries in America. So he never did uh, endorse Chris Smith's opponent, Mike Crispy. Look no further than the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. It's no secret McCarthy is in line to be Speaker. Should Republicans regain control of the House in November's midterm elections, the minority leader also endorsed Chris Smith for re-election earlier this year and is said to be working hand-in-glove with allies of former New York, a former New Jersey governor and prospective 2024 Trump challenger Chris Christie to protect Chris Smith from the full power of Trump's endorsement of any primary opponent. If true, the president has a serious problem. Republican voters can't stand rhinos like Kevin McCarthy and Chris Smith. If this rumor is true, it could severely damage Trump's credibility. If President Trump wants to return to the White House, he needs to stop listening to the Washington swamp creatures working behind his back to sabotage him and get back to business. Otherwise, he could begin losing bits of his core MAGA support. And we all know President Trump hates even the perception of weakness. Americans are craving genuine leadership. They aren't getting that with Biden, who is leaning full bore into his gun-grabbing agenda. They won't get that with weak-kneed Republicans who are looking for openings to compromise with the Democrats and our constitutional rights. 
That's uh, Gavin Wax over American Greatness. Well, Trump uh, endorses a lot of rhinos these days, doesn't he? Sarah Huckabee Sanders, John Bozeman. Yeah. He endorses a lot of rhinos. Kevin McCarthy. One of the biggest problems with the uh, U.S. House of Representatives right now. Trump recently endorsed him. So, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do about that, man. I don't know what you're going to do about that. More coming up, though. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton. M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton... Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. Do you have migraines? Neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes... You probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thanks again to our friends, our advertisers, Drs. J.R. and Tanya Crabtree, Arkansas Cervical Center, and also 
My buddy Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, great attorney, who helped me out several times. So what happened? Um, the feds hauled in a guy about uh, 10 till 2 a.m. Eastern time this morning who uh, had weapons and said that he uh, intended to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. I wonder how CNN is handling this. Let's see. CNN. Uh, very little detail at this point, Kate, other than to say uh, it's an, uh, this man is, uh, he's an adult man from California. We don't yet know what the nature of the threat was. We don't know what language the threat was uh, or what kind of weapon this man might have had, uh, if he had one at all, uh, because the information at this point uh, is just so thin. Said he's going to kill Kavanaugh. What do you mean we don't know? But, Kate, this, this certainly contributes to this overall threat landscape we've been talking a lot about. The major concern here with this abortion ruling from federal officials, and they've been sounding the alarm, alarm on this for about a month, is that Supreme Court justices will certainly be, you know, potentially targeted by violent extremists who are angered over this pending ruling that is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. This is an extremely passionate issue. There are emotions on both sides. Both sides. Any uh, pro-lifers threaten to kill uh, Democrat Supreme Court justice? Did, did, did I miss something? Or she just get paid to lie? Federal officials have made clear over and over they believe the risk truly comes from both sides. <laughs> well, they get paid by Biden to lie. And you get paid by CNN to lie. Of this abortion debate. Uh, so certainly this case, uh, you know, really solid. So you got a pro-abortion guy threatening to uh, murder a Supreme Court justice. And CNN says, both sides, both sides, both sides now. Defying what federal officials have been warning about. People are angry. They might seek to use the abortion ruling as a justification to cause violence. And that puts these Supreme Court justices, their staffs, and other members uh, of this, the judiciary, especially the Supreme Court, at risk. Back to you. What a maroon. What a maroon. I mean, seriously? Just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. But the handful of people watch this CNN, oh, oh, both sides, oh, they said the feds are concerned about both sides. Well, it's about that time. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way, big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. Believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice. 
the way you want to online, have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. Today's tweet of the day is the first time I've ever appointed myself as the author of a tweet of the day. U.S. Senator Tom Cotton was on Twitter yesterday, said $5 gas is not an accident. It's not an unintended consequence. It's by design. True. From his first day in office, Joe Biden has worked to raise the price of gas as high as possible. His policies are working. True. But my response was, I guess that's what happens when you allow an election to be stolen. There are consequences. That's Tweet of the Day, brought to you by Red River Your Way. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Now, Russ Vaught, president of the Center for Renewing America and former director of the Office of Management and Budget under President Trump, is out there on Twitter saying Biden's Justice Department just recommended a reduced sentence for two left-wing terrorists who firebombed police cars during the 2020 riots, recommended a reduced sentence for them to 18 to 24 months on charges carrying a max of 10 years. Meanwhile, January 6th defendants remain locked up in solitary confinement for walking into the Capitol. Yep. Speaking of January 6th, Steve Dace, the great Steve Dace, over the blaze. He says, I'm going to post a note here I received this morning from January 6th. I will post it without comment. Feel free to read it and then come to your own conclusions. So here's the note he received. It says, I listened to your podcast and I followed Julie Kelly. It's every bit as bad as she describes. I am a husband and father who has zero criminal history, and I am looking at years in prison after I took a plea. You may ask, why would people take a plea if they are innocent? Innocent has nothing to do with this, as my lawyer has told me over and over again. This is payback. There are only a handful of representatives in D.C. that care about us. The vast majority couldn't care less. They secretly despise Trump and anyone on the 6th as well. The DOJ knows this. There will be no reform of this government. There will be no going back. All there is now is the path ahead, but that path will never lead back to the country we once were. I watched for four years as our government that I pay taxes for tried to impeach and even oust our president with sheer impunity. Hillary's smearing stunt morphed into a coup that lasted Trump's entire term. Then I watched the election get stolen from the American people, so I went to D.C. to support the way I thought best. I I wasn't violent. I didn't break anything. I didn't steal anything, and that doesn't matter. I lost my six-figure income, friends, my family is a wreck. I had the FBI in my home. I was brought before a judge in shackles, and I'm a lucky one. 
I got to remain free till sentencing. So this is the country that I now live in, where the powerful few can attack an elected president attempting to remove him for four years and where elections no longer matter. We're no longer free. And the country was taken without firing a single shot. Guns are meaningless at this point. It was the First Amendment that people should have been fighting for the most. I'm now barely making a living doing manual labor for just over minimum wage until my sentencing is over. I was threatened with 20 years in prison, something only murderers face. We couldn't change the venue, and none of the motions to dismiss were accepted. So, at the pleading of my wife, the extreme bias of D.C. and its jury pool of my so-called peers, and advice from my lawyer, I destroyed a part of me and signed a paper full of exaggerations, lies, and more importantly, a narrative that fits what they want. I am a Christian, and somehow I feel damned. I lied to save my family. My pastor tells me about rehab, but it doesn't help. I don't look at myself in the mirror anymore. A part of me is dead now. I now wake up longing for the Lord to take me. January 6th was a dark day. There was violence by some that's reprehensible. No one should have broken anything or stolen anything or hurt anyone. Having said that, January 6th should be remembered as the last outburst from people who were sick of the coups against Trump, the lies about Russiagate, the double standard of the Bidens and how they obtained their wealth compared to the treatment of Trump, the double standard of Black Lives Matter rioters and everyone else, the forced LGBTQ pumped into our children's minds at school while trying to shut out God at every corner. The endless wars, the celebration of abortions, the government spending that has put children not even born into lifelong debt, the list goes on. This was the last cry out for the death of a nation. This is the last cry out for the death of a nation. I don't know what's going to happen to my family while I'm gone for years. My wife has depended on me our whole marriage. She's the only woman I've ever been with, the only woman I've ever loved. I hope she and my kids can make it without me. I'm a January 6th. I'm going to prison. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know what you do with that. I've tried to uh, sound the alarm myself. I've uh, tried to hold accountable. our uh, members of Congress who refuse to say one word, one word 
in defense of these political prisoners? Not a word. Now, I, I do a national podcast. Two-thirds of the people who download it are from outside Arkansas. But uh, from January 2021 through October of 2021, when I was still doing a local talk radio show in Little Rock, Arkansas, I would call out by name the people in the Arkansas U.S. Congressional Delegation, Senators Tom Cotton and John Bozeman, and Representatives French Hill, Bruce Westerman, Rick Crawford, and Steve Womack, none of whom, none of whom would dare to speak one word in defense of the political prisoners, the people who are being persecuted by this Justice Department. They don't care. They don't care. You know, I ran for governor. I tried to get the the truth out to people. How much voter fraud was there? Well, we don't know. We don't know. I don't believe the French Hill defeated Conrad Reynolds for U.S. Congress, 2nd District of Arkansas, fair and square. But we'll see what comes out. Pray for the January 6th political prisoners. And uh, I don't know if you you notice that uh, everything's becoming more expensive in Biden's America. Tomorrow, I think I'll start the show with what we may be in for. Because, again, I don't want anybody to ever be able to say, well, Doc, why didn't you tell us? Doc, why didn't you warn us? We listen to you every day. So there are some very troubling uh, indicators on the horizon that we'll need to get into tomorrow. And I appreciate y'all so much. You've been listening to episode 169 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, Simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Wednesday, June 8th, 2022.